Amen. God bless you all this morning. Uh, I feel rejoiced and happy being here in the house of God. Uh, for those that doesn't know me, my name is David Rodriguez, Minister of the Lord. Uh, we come from Westside Family Worship Center, and our pastor, Pastor Jim Wilder, received greetings from our pastor, Pastor Jim, and Pastor Esther, received greetings from them in our church and our congregation. Amen. And uh, it's a privilege and it's a blessing uh, for me for the first time to have the opportunity to be here and minister to use. And, and I, great, I take great responsibility whenever God gives me the opportunity to minister his word, understanding, understanding that we're speaking what the Lord has in his mind and in his heart for his people. Amen. But before going into the word of God, um, I'm blessed to have uh, my family with me. I have my wife, uh, Millie. Amen. And my two, uh, my two daughters, uh, Myla, Myla Grace and Carmen Venezia. Uh, Carmen, she's uh, 11 years old, and, and Myla is 5 years old. And uh, we're just happy to be here, and we send greetings to Pastor Don Huddle. Uh, Pastor Don, uh, in, in these last couple of years, uh, um, we became real good friends, and at the same time, um, at the moment that um, I started the process of the credentialing process, you know, it all started here. Um, I took my test here. I took, uh, I came and did some interviews here. So um, this church is, uh, this temple, or this church is something special to me because it takes me back uh, to the beginning stages. Amen. But uh, God bless this church, and God bless your pastor, knowing that uh, the pastor, Pastor Don Huddle, is a great man of God. Amen? And um, I have the blessing today. I have a good friend of mine, uh, Joe. Uh, she's a co-worker of mine at Baptist Medical Center, and I extended the invitation to her so that she could come, and uh, she was gracious enough to accept the invitation. And... Um, she told me that she lived close to the beaches, and I said, well, it so happens that I'm going to be ministering this weekend uh, right by the beach. So uh, I invite you, and I'm so glad that you took the time to be here with us, Joe. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Um, uh, before, before I go into the Word of God, um, I've always said that um, if you're a Christian, you got to like the sound of the trumpet. God bless the three that said amen. amen. Uh, because because um, we're waiting for that trumpet to sound. And we're living, we're living days that we're about to hear it. We're just about to hear it. The Bible prophecies and the things that the word of God speaks to us about the last days, we're experiencing it right in front of our eyes on a daily basis. And it's happening very quickly. It's happening very quickly. And it's just a matter for us to, us as saints, to be able to strengthen ourselves and, and, and trust in the Lord even more on a daily basis and to speak to our family members, to speak to our friends, to speak to our coworkers that there's a Jesus that lives, a Jesus that is going to heal, a Jesus that's going to deliver, a Jesus that is coming back again. Amen. And uh, before I go into the word, I would like to play a song for the Lord or two. Amen. And um, 
And I just pray to God that you guys uh, rejoice in the blessing of God. Amen. Give God glory here in the house of God. Amen. And we'll play the song that we all know. Praise you, Jesus, which is uh, How Great Thou Art. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. There we go. No, that's it. Yeah. There we go. 
Amen. Amen. Give him praise here in the house of God. Give him praise here in the house of God. Praise you, Jesus.
God is good, amen? God is good, God is good. Uh, let's all be standing in reverence to the word of God. Uh, we have our material uh, in the outer portion of the church, amen, uh, where we have our CD, uh, different uh, min ministry opportunities where we minister the word of God in DVD, and uh, it'll be at your disposition in the outside. Uh, Philip, Philippians chapter 4, Philippians chapter 4, and we're going to consider verse 6 and 7. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. When you have it, you can respond with an amen. Amen. The word of God says, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. It says, here, let's go a little bit before verse 4. Always be full of joy. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Repeat with me, rejoice. Rejoice. Verse 6 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Today's message, title of the message is, Everything is Going to Be All Right. Give an air high five to your brethren and just say, everything is going to be all right. Everything is going to be all right. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray. I come in front of your presence. I, I give you thanks for your anointing, for your presence that is present in this place. I just ask for your word to, to, teach, to, to touch the deep ends of the hearts of our brethren in this day. And I just ask that when we leave this place, we could be rejuvenated with your power, with your Holy Spirit. And I just ask for you to heal, to deliver, to save while your word is being spoken. Understanding that when we're when you're in our lives, Lord Jesus, everything is going to be okay, Lord Jesus. We give you thanks, honor, and glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. You may be seated. Everything is going to be all right. I was... Um, asking the Lord and, and praying uh, to the Lord, uh, asking him, Lord, what, what is it that your church needs to hear? Um, because only God knows the deep ends of our hearts and the need that we have on this day, on this date. And the Lord uh, gave me this message, everything is going to be all right. You know, in in this day and age where we're living in, where we see so much crisis in our surroundings, where the only thing that we hear about is trouble, the only thing that we see whenever we turn on our television set is just crisis. 
Uh, I don't know if in your cell phone there's a news break that in the morning, every morning that I wake up in the morning and I look at my cell phone, the only thing I was talking with my wife about this situation, the only thing you hear is negativity. Two people has gotten shot. Two people has gotten um, killed. Two people has, here in Jacksonville. And the only thing you hear is negativity, negativity, and negativity. You never hear on the news where there's victory, where there's something positive, where there's something beautiful, where there's construction, where there's some building. But the only thing you hear is destruction and chaos. And that tends to work in the human being's mind. Psychologically speaking, you possibly don't notice it, but during the COVID uh, year of 2020, slowly but surely, it started working in our minds. And, and, it, would, and it would tend to create something that originally was not there. Before anything happened with COVID, we were fine and dandy and we were happy, but then suddenly March hit and we started hearing negativity in the news and the news and the news and then started stress started to build up inside of our lives. Anxiety started to build up in our lives. Worry started to build up in our lives. But the difference between the world and the church of Jesus Christ, there's a huge difference. Because the world walks by the worldly things and it walks by the move of the world. But the church lives in another realm. The church moves in another realm. Because although that there's crisis and chaos in our surroundings, but the church of Jesus Christ has a promise from the Lord where the Lord tells us if he is for us, who could come against us? Oh, I praise you, Holy Spirit. So if the Lord promises me victory, I'm going to walk on that promise. If the, if the Lord promised me abundance, I'm going to walk on that promise. If the Lord promised me healing by his stripes, I'm going to proclaim it by his stripes. We are healed. Proclaim it. Speak it every morning when you wake up in the morning. When the devil wants to bring doubt in your mind, rebuke the devil in the name of Jesus and says, I am healed in the name of Jesus. I am delivered in the name of Jesus because everything is going to be all right. Oh, I praise you, Holy Spirit. And, and, and there's a word that the Lord put in my heart, which is called anxiety. Anxiety. The definition of anxiety is feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. The synonym of anxiety is worry, concern, apprehension, consternation. So when we speak about uh, anxiety, we're speaking about that worry starts to creep into our hearts. Apprehension, nervousness, consternation starts to creep up in our minds, in our hearts. But we have the decision whether we're going to accept and receive that or if we're going to reject it. The Lord has given us the resources and the tools, which is through his scripture, through the word of God, so that we may not receive the lie of the enemy. 
Remember, before the situation happened, we were fine. We were fine and dandy. Everything was happy. But then suddenly the situation came, nervousness. The thoughts started to work inside of our minds. And next thing we know, we're nervous. We're uncertain. We're, we're, we, we could be sitting down and we can't be still. And, and, and our legs are just shaking side by side because we're anxious inside of our lives. But in the name of Jesus, God speaks to the church this morning telling you, don't worry because everything is going to be all right. Oh, I praise you, Holy Spirit. The worldly worry, the worry of events that is occurring in our surroundings, the bills, the bills is not going to end until Christ comes. So don't worry. We're all going to have bills. We're all get, you could pay off your house, but you still got to pay taxes. So we're, all, we're, we're not going to be exempt from the worry of the world. We live in this world. We're part of this world. But our mindset, our hearts, and our bodies, and our spirit is not from this world because we belong to Jesus. Now, I want to speak to you about some consequences that anxiety and worry brings to the human being. Number one, it takes away your sleep. Ecclesiastics chapter 8 verse 16 testifies and speaks to us that whenever you are, that you have anxiety and worry inside of your heart, it takes away your sleep. You can't be in peace. You're always, uh, it's 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. I praise you, Jesus. And you can't be still. And you can't even sleep because you have lost your sleep. I praise you, Jesus. But the psalmist speaks to us, telling us that we don't have to live a life where we can't rest in the Lord. The Lord speaks to us, telling us that we have to rest upon him. That's why the Lord speaks to us and says in Psalms 4, 8, in peace. I will lie down and sleep for you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe. I praise you, Jesus. So whenever the enemy wants to take away your sleep, no. For every attack of the enemy, God has a counterattack. The attack comes in Ecclesiastes 8.16 saying that you can't sleep. But the counterattack comes in Psalms 4.8, saying that whenever you trust in the Lord, the peace of God comes upon your life, and you will lie down and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe and secure. Whenever you uh, start going through anxiety and worry inside of your life, Look at what this indicates. It indicates distrust in God's providence and provision. It, it indicates distrust in God's providence and provision. Matthew chapter 6, verse 31 and 32 testifies and says that whenever you don't trust in the Lord, you're demonstrating distrust in God's provision and providence. So God tells us that whenever you lack in faith, whenever you lack in faith, 
This is what occurs. But God always provides for us in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 and 26. The word of God speaks to us and shows us that whenever we trust in the Lord, God will always provide for us. If he dresses and he provides for the birds that flies in the skies, how much more you and I that we've been cleansed with the blood of Jesus? So if, if, if the Lord provides for, for the animals, why cannot, why can't God provide for us? He's going to supply our need according to his riches and according to his glory. The anxiety and worldly worries will drown out the word. Matthew chapter 13, verse 7 and verse 22. Anxiety and worldly worries will drown out the word. You know, uh, this just comes right now. And in the springtime, my wife and I, we were fixing up the lawn, and, and there was dead grass. And you know that when, whenever your grass gets yellow and there's uh, dead grass there, you have to rake it. So we came and we watered it down, and then we started raking it. And the only thing there is was sand or dirt. But. It may look something ugly at the moment because you raked it up before there was dead grass. Now you raked it up. Now there's just a hole in dirt. But what happens is that by you raking it up, you're giving it airway. You're permitting for the grass to breathe so that then the new grass that is about to be born could come in and say, oh, I praise you, Jesus. Just come in. And just fill in the gap and fill in the hole and take and grasp the dirt that is bare at the moment. So in other words, there's uh, things that, that hinders our spiritual walk in our lives. There's things that hinders inside of our lives that, that, that we need for the Holy Spirit to just rake and just rake and water it down with his Holy Spirit and just rake our lives. And it may look dirty. It may look a little bit hard at the moment. But the Holy Spirit is, oh, I praise you, Holy Spirit. But the water of God is going to start spraying upon your life and new life is going to come upon your life. How many could praise them here in the house of God? So don't permit for the distrust. Don't permit for doubtfulness. Don't permit for anxiety and worldly worries. Drown out the blessing that God has in store for your life. But those that receive and trust in the Lord the counterattack comes in Matthew chapter 13, verse 23. It says, I praise you, Jesus. It teaches us that whenever we receive the word, whenever we trust in the Lord, we're going to receive that word and we're going to experience the provision and the blessing of God inside of our lives. The Lord, of, the Lord speaks to us and shows us, I praise you, Jesus, in verse 23, chapter 13, in Matthew, the Lord speaks to us and says, The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, and even of 100 times as much as has been planted. Psalms 32.10, the word of God teaches us, 
and speaks to us about this word. And it says, many sorrows come for the wicked, but unfailing love or mercy, but mercy love surrounds those who trust in the Lord. So just think inside of your life that you could go through trials and tribulations, but those who trust in the Lord, the mercy of God surrounds me. So wherever I go, the mercy of God surrounds me. Wherever I walk, the mercy of God goes with me. Wherever I stand, the mercy of God goes ahead of me. I praise you, Holy Spirit. Wherever I stand, the mercy, the mercy, the love, unfailing love of God is upon our lives. And that's why the Lord speaks to us in this day. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. I praise you, Jesus, where it speaks to us that the Apostle Paul speaks to the church of Philippians. And it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God that you need what you need and thank him for all that he has done. If God doesn't do nothing in your life, you still ought to praise him because he's done more than enough. Oh, I praise you, Holy Spirit. He's done more than enough. If he doesn't give me riches, if he doesn't give me glory, if he doesn't give me um, a financial need, I, I still ought to praise him because he's done more for my life than what anyone else has been able to do inside of my life. So I don't praise him for what he could give me. I praise him for who he is. Oh, I praise you, Holy Spirit. I praise you, Holy Spirit. You don't praise God for what he could give you. It's his provision. It's a promise that God gives you that he's going to supply your needs according to his riches and according to his glory. But I don't praise him for what he could give me. I, pray, I praise him because he is God. I praise you, Jesus. And this church is very interesting because the Apostle Paul speaks to the Philippian church from a jail cell. From a jail cell in Rome. And it's interesting because this man had experienced the covering and the hand and the power of God upon his life. And he had experienced the grace of God upon his life in such a way where he writes and he shows us what's inside of his heart, knowing that there is gratitude towards the Lord. And when we find the church was an ideal church in many ways, the church was grateful and benevolent. It was founded by the Apostle Paul in his second missionary trip in the midst of a storm of persecution. But God used this man so that he could lift up this church. This church was composed by a woman named Lydia, a woman that was a, a merchant that would sell expensive purple clothing. And the Lord used this woman just like the jailer that was from Philippi, where the Lord says, where the scripture says that this jailer 
experienced the impact and the shaking of the power of God in such a way where Paul and Silas, the doors of the jail cell were open. Whenever you praise God, those doors will be open. Whenever you worship God, those doors will be open. Those obstacles that presents itself in its way, it will be open. And it's a certification on that God gives to us, telling us that everything is going to be all right. And the Bible says that this jailer came to Paul and said to Paul, uh, what? the Bible says that he was going to kill himself. But Paul said, don't take your life away. We're all here. Because if he would have lost those prisoners, it would have been his life. And he said, let me, let, me just, uh, work, let me just save some time and take my life away. But Paul said, no, we're all here. Don't take your life away. What is it that I have to do to be saved? And the Bible says, and it shows us that he ministered to him. And this man was part of the Philippi church, of the Philippian church, him and his family. And the Bible says that the church of Philippi, in the midst of persecution, in the midst of turmoil, God uses this man to lift up the church. I think that in the midst of the crisis that we're going through in 2021, God has, I praise you, Jesus, a church, a remnant that is doing powerful and great things for his honor and for his glory. And the Bible teaches us and shows us that at this moment, this church is lifted. It's edified. The characteristics of this letter highlights victory and joy. Victory and joy. How is it possible that a man that is in jail could speak about victory and joy? How is it possible that this man that's behind a jail cell is speaking about liberty and deliverance to a people that is physically free, but is speaking that he himself is experiencing the deliverance of God upon his life. How is it possible that this man could be worshiping and praising God in the midst of the chains, in the midst of the turmoil, in the, in the midst of, of being behind uh, doors? I praise you, Jesus. How is it possible that this man could continue praising God in the midst of a negative situation? Simply because you don't praise God by your circumstance. You praise God by the revelation of God that speaks to us that everything is going to be all right. How many could praise him here in the house of God? How is it possible that this man could uh, be behind a jail cell? And the, and the word of God teaches us and says, whenever I pray, I make my request for all of you with joy. With what? With joy. And I am certain that God who began a good work within you will continue his work until the final finish on the day when Christ Jesus returns. 
How is it possible that this man that is in a jail cell could speak these words, speaking to us in Philippians chapter 2, verse 9? And he speaks to us saying, therefore, God elevated him. Who did he elevate? He elevated Jesus. How He elevated Jesus, him, to the place of the highest honor and gave his name above all names. How is it possible that this man in a jail cell, in Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, I praise you, Jesus. The Lord speaks to us, and he says, I praise you, Jesus. And he says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. How is it possible that a man like this could be speaking about victory and speaking about perfection and speaking about joy because he experienced Jesus inside of his life. Whenever you experience Jesus, you don't have to be in a church to praise him. You could praise him in Walmart. You could praise him at your house. You could praise him wherever you thought. I praise you, Holy Spirit. You could praise him wherever you're at because there is gratitude inside of your life praising the Lord. Oh, I praise you, Jesus. And the Lord and the Lord speaks to us and says that He is joyous. I'm in jail, but I'm in joy in prayer. I'm joyful for the gospel. Philippians chapter 1, verse 18. It shows that he's joyful because the good news of the gospel is being preached. He's joyous inside of his life because there's Christian communion in Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. He's joyous with the Lord because he, he knows and he knows that his Lord is more than sufficient. He's joyous in the Lord and, and joy in the affection, care for the church. Philippians chapter 4, verse 10. So this man experiences the blessing of God upon his life in such a way where he shows us that it doesn't matter the circumstance that I may be standing on. But I praise God for who he is. And that's why we conclude in. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, the Lord says, don't always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Do you know that, I wasn't going to use this example, but since we're speaking about it, my wife, she's from Venezuela. And the Venezuelans have a very tough situation because she can't return to her country to see her family. If she goes over there, they'll let her in, but they won't let her out. So I'm not letting her out of here. <laughs> She's staying here with me. So, but just about a month ago, we were at, steak and shake with the girls and suddenly this song just came pastor dominic just came to my spirit that everything is gonna be all right everything's gonna be all right and that song speaks about 
trials and tribulation that may come, but don't worry because everything's going to be all right. And that, and every morning I would wake up and that song's in my mind and that song's in my mind. Everything's going to be all right. And that song's in my mind. And, and I'm like, Lord, whatever trial may come our way, because this song does not leave my mind or, or, or my spirit, protect us, cover us in the midst of the trial. A couple days later, my wife's mother gets COVID. She's 73 years old. And her niece, which is like a sister because they grew up together, got also COVID. And things got very tough these last two weeks. In a country where there's no resources, where you and I could just get a Tylenol like nothing, but it becomes a science just to get a, a Tylenol. Where just you just turn on your your oven, your stove, and it turns on. But then now her sisters have to be running all around town just to find gas, to be able to put some gas in the stove. And everything turns very complicated. And COVID hits. The fever doesn't go away. The pneumonia starts. And it starts hitting hard and hitting hard. Her niece has four little children. And we started praying to God, God, look at her. Look at her circumstances. Four little children. She was crying in the middle of the night, thinking, saying that she thought that she was going to die. She just couldn't take it anymore. But I give glory to God that until this day, her niece, today's the 14th day, and she says that she feels a lot better. And she could breathe much better. And God came through for her. And my mother-in-law, I praise you, Jesus, God has covered her. And she tells me, David, I could breathe good. The fever went away, but I still feel weak. And I said, don't worry. I'll just take it a day at a time. But we give glory to God because we've seen the hand of God in the midst of turmoil and crisis. God coming around and telling us everything is going to be all right. But notice well what I told you. Before COVID hit, God warned us, telling us that the trial was coming. But don't worry, just trust in him because everything is going to be all right. God will not permit for anybody, for the enemy to surprise you. He's always going to warn you on time so that you could stand firm in his word and trust in him knowing that everything is going to work for your own good. That's why the Lord speaks to us and says in verse 7, then you will experience what happened whenever you put your worries on the Lord. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Verse 7 says, then you will experience God's what? God's peace, which exceeds or surpasses all understanding. In other words, that God has brought you to the stage of being in peace with him. What does God offer 
he offers you a gift, which is his peace. Psalms 29, 11, he gives you his peace. See, the devil doesn't want your money. He just wants your peace. He wants to steal your joy. He wants to steal that peace that was deposited inside of your heart. Psalms 119, 165 says that not only he gives you a gift of peace, but he gives it to you abundantly. He gives it to you abundantly. And his peace, Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3 says that his peace is perfect. His peace is perfect. And Philippians 4, 7 teaches us that it's a peace that no one understands. Paul was behind a jail cell, in the jail cell, but he still gave glory to God. Humanly speaking, I just can't understand it. But spiritually speaking, knowing that I've experienced the joy of the Holy Spirit, now I could understand the peace that Paul was experiencing in his life. So church, that you hear me this morning, it doesn't matter what comes your way. Put your trust upon the Lord. Knowing that everything is going to be all right. Whatever circumstance that you may be going through inside of your life, today, 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 the Lord speaks to your life telling you, don't worry because everything is going to be all right. When the, when the sickness comes, if the sickness comes and touches your body, just pray to God and say, Lord, you promised me that everything is going to be all right. If financially speaking, I'm a little bit low, but the Lord promised me that he's going to supply my needs and that everything is going to be all right. If my children are going through circumstances, but the Lord reminds me, telling me that everything is going to be all right. If the car broke down, don't worry about it. Just give glory to God because everything is going to be all right and he'll give you a better vehicle. If whatever circumstance may happen, don't worry about it. Everything is going to be all right. For a whole year, when I had moved from Orlando over here to Jacksonville, for over a year, we were trying to sell our home. And we couldn't sell it. We couldn't get us a buyer. And I had to pay the rent over here, and I had to pay the mortgage over there. And I'm praying to God, God, supply us a buyer. And the house was pretty, and no one would come and buy the house. Suddenly, a tornado came and knocked down the garage. Everything's thrown around. And I'm like, oh, my God. If I couldn't sell it when everything was nice, I'm definitely not going to be able to sell it now with a garage thrown to the side. Two days later, I received a phone call. Are you selling your house? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And they, and they can't, we want to see the house. And I said, I, I do apologize. You know, you see debris on the side because a tornado hit it. He said, don't worry about it. I just want to see it. So I drove over there to Orlando, and when I got over there, he seen the house, and he says, I want to buy it now. And I said, here's the paperwork. Sign it right there. 
everything, everything, repeat with me, everything is going to be all right. Give God glory here in the house of God. The storms, the wind could come by, but when you trust in the Lord, everything is going to be all right. Give God glory here. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this blessing that you have given us this day. Thank you for the word that always shows up on time, testifying and speaking to our lives that everything is going to be all right. I give you thanks. Strengthen our faith. Strengthen our faith, Lord, so that we may believe and we may trust completely in your promises, Lord. I give you all honor and glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And the church says amen and amen. If there's anybody that needs prayer on this day, if there's anybody that has been ministered through the word, just raise your hands up at this moment. We want to pray for you. God bless 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 you. Everything is going to be all right. Everything is going to be all right. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray. I ask for you to extend your hand of mercy upon your people, Lord Jesus. And I pray for your provision. I pray for your new strength, Lord Jesus. And I just pray, Lord Jesus, for you to touch them wherever they're at. In the name of Jesus, I pray. I pray for healing right now. Because it's a promise that you have given us through your word. That by your stripes we are healed. I praise you, Jesus. I ask for deliverance in the name of Jesus. I ask for uh, petitions and prayers to be answered right now in the name of Jesus. Touch your people right now. Touch your people, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, we trust you, Lord. We trust you, Lord, because you have promised us that everything is going to be all right. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, thank you, Lord Jesus. Strengthen our hearts, our minds, our lives for the coming, for your coming, oh Lord Jesus. And I just ask for your blessing and your anointing. If there's somebody that wants to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior in this morning, that doesn't know Jesus Christ, but wants to have Jesus as their friend, I just invite you, just raise your hand at this moment. I want to pray for you. If you want to commit yourself and make a commitment to serve Jesus all of your life, today is the day of salvation. Don't, let, don't leave for tomorrow what you could do at this moment. Today is the day of blessing, the day of love for your life, the mercy and the unfailing love that surrounds all those that love him. This is the day of salvation. Is there anybody today that says, I want to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to accept that Lord Jesus and make him my Savior. And I want to be ready for that sound of the trumpet. I thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just give him praise. Just raise your hands and give him praise at this moment. Just give him praise at this moment. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I give you thanks, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. your power live inside of me welcome Holy Spirit we are in your presence just fill us with your power of me for you're the living water give God glory here in the house of God thank you Holy Spirit thank you Holy Spirit thank you Holy Spirit for your touch thank you Holy Spirit because we're working in good. God is good. God is good. God is good. All the time, God is good. All the time, God is good. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you very much, church, for this opportunity. Thank you for your attention. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Pastor Don and the board members and the leadership of the church for having us. Continue praying for us so that the Lord may continue taking us to the ends that, that the Lord takes us. That the Lord may continue opening doors and blessing us in a special way. Continue praying for us. We love you, church, and we'll go forward in the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen.